Hello, podcast listeners. This is Daniel Friedlander, and this is the Nintendo Podcast, or LithCast, episode 34 for October 13th, 2007. This podcast is sponsored by Castrol Syntec. In new extreme torture tests, Castrol Syntec 5W30 maintained maximum horsepower 29% longer than the leading conventional oil. See the extreme horsepower torture tests at castrolsyntec.com. Alright, hello podcast listeners. As previously stated, this is Daniel Friedlander, and this is LithCast episode 34. It's, was this, this podcast actually, we're going to do, um, I was actually going to do this podcast tomorrow, but anyways, I'll, t- I'll explain that in a second. Right now, you have just heard possibly the first and perhaps last Sega song you will ever hear on this podcast. You heard... You heard the Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog, which there's a reason that we're playing this. We'll get into that a little bit later, but it's from the Sega. It's from the oh, was it from the yeah, from Genesis, and of course, is available on Virtual Console, which is and and it was my first Virtual Console game. And there's as I say, a reason that we are playing a Sonic song on here. Many of you may know it already. But before we get to that, I actually want to inter- introduce a very special guest we have with us. Today we have, um, we actually have a co-host. Yeah, this is, we have a Michael Tyler here. He's known as Mike6426 on the LithCast forums, which of course you can go to by going to LithCast.com slash forums. Sorry for the plug. Anyways, um, I, I know him personally and um, Michael, welcome. Hello, Daniel. I'm glad to be here, and hello to all the Lithcast listeners. Yeah, we're we're hoping for a very vocal co- co-host today because that's we're sort of notorious for not vocal co-hosts. But uh, as I say, I know I know Michael. He's very he's very vocal. So huh. yeah, unlike toxic. Oh, oh don't I'm talking to you there. No, okay. Anyways, uh, enough with the inside inside jokes. Well, anyways, um, and. Michael, you're going to have to speak very clearly and slowly for our listeners. It's, it's, okay, it's, then. It's not, our, it's, not, it's, not like our, it's not our listeners' intelligence. It's just how it is. Okay, so what's on the agenda today? Well, just look, it's LithCast34, and you may have noticed that there was a, an ad at the beginning of this for Castrol Motor Oil. We have now a campaign for Castrol Motor Oil, which is great for, for, for us because we're you know, it, it's it's make it makes a makes the whole podcasting process a lot more remunerative, and in English that means we're making more, we're actually making money, and it's good for you guys because they have signed a 15 week campaign starting October 12th to do a once a week podcast till the end of the year, which means weekly podcasts, weekly lithcasts for you guys. So let, that's gonna be so uh, you'll have a lot to listen to at least at least from us. Finally, <laughs> yeah, M- M- Michael. Michael Tyler, you may you may not see him on the forums a lot, but he 
he he's he is he reads the um Lithcast website he's con- and he's bugging me about he actually he he's the reason actually right now if you go to lithcast.com you'll see there's a little article there about Super Smash Bros the highs and lows. I didn't do it last week and he he was blowing bugging me to to do it. And so I did. He 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 is a lot the driving force behind a lot of the podcasts because he nags me to do a lot of them. So you re- we really owe a great debt to him. Um, You're welcome, all of you out there. Um, and I mean, in addition to that, we also owe him a. I mean, I would just like to extend a round of applause to you for having the best microphone sound ever on Skype. Thank you for investing a huge sum of money in a decent microphone. I know it. You know, that was that was sort of sarcastic, but. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't actually that much. Twenty dollars, buy a headset, and you get good microphone quality. Yes, and invest, people. Yeah, he's not in studio, you guys. Anyways, like I said, we're actually recording this at night. It's uh, it's almost nine o'clock here. It's a dark and stormy night in in San Diego, California. At least, at least where I am, it is kind of. Um, so, anyways, enough about the weather because this isn't a weather podcast. Although, I'm sure we could go on about the weather. Um, let's. I'm going to first do the usual where I talk about a little bit about LithCast. Of course, we have now passed 40,000 posts. We're going, we're getting up on our 41st, 41,000th post. Um, and so that's the forums on the forums. Of course, we have uh, some really nice, neat little articles. We have a um, Halo 3 review, which was done by the amazing Armory on my back. And he got... I mean, it's, I mean, just, we put it on dig and it's gotten close to 1500 views. And so that, that's pretty cool. And that's, I think that's the second most views of any post next to the super smash brothers post, which of super smash brothers is going to be a very big part of what we are going to talk about today. Isn't it? Yes. Obviously if you've been following their site. Yes. But anyway, so as I say, I just want to just sort of remind people of a few little Lithcast features. I'm actually at lithcast.com. We're going to have a banner for Castrol. I'm not sure if they, if, I will let you know next episode if if I want you to click that, um, because sometimes they have counters on them. I'll let, I'll look at the code and I'll tell you if there's counters on them later. But they haven't sent me the code. There'll be a banner on there, and um, you know we really want we really, we really want to have good luck with the sponsors so that we build up some good credibility. Of course, we want you to join our um, our Lithcast Dig Army, which I know Michael Tyler. So he sort of inspired me to start in a way, even though I know he's he's sort of against the idea of of, of um, mindlessly digging posts. But he is a big dig addict, and I don't dig anything though. You don't dig anything, but you read a lot. Anyway, yeah. so go to lithcast.com/dig, D-I-G-G, and uh, join, and you can just see all the posts we made. The best way to do it really though is to add DS cubed as a friend on dig, and uh, that'll you know that that will annoy you every time I make a. A posting and it's not that often it's just we just want to sort of increase traffic to lithcast so that the podcast becomes more popular and so that we can keep it going and all that stuff i mean i look at the website and i'm thinking okay well i'm using one two thousandth of my of the bandwidth that we can use on the forums and, and so you know like to fill a little bit more of that up so if possible on the podcast we're using a lot of bandwidth but on the forums i'm talking anyways enough with that yeah um the next thing of course is um you know, we got iPhone wallpapers. You know what we have there. We've got a lot of stuff, and we actually also have something that I I didn't put in the in, in the banner. I'm sorry, on the sidebar, but I probably should have. Which is our chat room. We actually do have a live chat on there, and you can go to lithcast.com/chatroom and take a look in there. You have to have a membership though to the forums to do it. So I assume most of you who would use this service know about it because you have a forum membership, and people on the forums seem to know about it. But I just don't advertise it because you know what, it's kind of, it's hard to moderate, and so I, I'm not really a, a big chat room kind of guy. Um, anyways, so now let's we should probably get into some real news, right? Yeah. All right. So probably the biggest topic this week, and it's probably going to be the biggest topic for some time, is Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Now on Lithcast.com, at least the top story right now until I put up the podcast, is my highs and lows of of this week a la michael tyler and so my my high point was that sonic the hedgehog has now been added in and yeah way (laughs) he has actually been added in and he is a playable character he's got some cool moves he's got a kind of a neat supersonic type of uh final smash i i I, you know obviously i show you a video if this was a video podcast but i'm not going to um and he's in he's fast and there's a nice video about him i I would suggest i mean not all the links you need are on the lithcast.com article and then my low point 
was that Super Smash Bros. Brawl has been delayed. I mean, are you kidding me? It's been delayed till February 10th. And we have a nice little graphic there with an iCal, and we've made it not say July 17th, we made it say February 10th. But either way, the point is it's been delayed for, I mean, till next year. I mean, yeah. that, that is the low point. And what do you Didn't think? they say at E3 that they were going to have it in, in the Americas? So that brings to my next point. See, if I was, December 3rd. Yes, yeah. I was at the press conference where they said this. And Reggie, or sorry, Reginald, whatever his middle name is, Fisame, said yeah. to us, you're not, it's almost an exact quote, not, okay, and we were, you're going to have it in your hands, not next year, not next spring, not next February 10th. I added that. But December 3rd. And the thing is, I'm thinking, like, how often does Reggie really... I mean, if I'm Reggie, I'm, I'd be pretty annoyed. I mean, I would be... And I'm wondering, hmm... Um, okay, well... Uh, okay, well, one thing... I, I, I mean, look, I have no problem, to be honest with you. I, I almost take the... Was it the Iwata or the Miyamoto philosophy? I have no problem with the game being delayed. So long as the delay is worth it. Yeah. Of course. It's well, the only reason why they would have a delay. Well, no. I mean, I could see... Well, from December. I mean, that's the holiday reason. I mean, season. Mm-hmm. And they'd get more sales then. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it has to be a good reason, frankly. I mean, I, I'm not doubting that it's going to be a good reason because, as you say, they're missing a big sales time. They're going to release in February, right, at the very tail end of when all this buying goes on. And so, they say, as say, they're releasing into a bad period of time usually i mean it's much much less lucrative than december 3rd is and i think that if you if you think about it i mean like i said what I, you know what I, you really want to know what i think it is i think and i think that this is one of the it's almost a double-edged sword here having sonic in i think having sonic in one of the best things about it well, i think i actually really think sonic is a pretty cool character and that's just me but one of the things that's kind of neat about having sonic in is that it's a sort of proof of concept and same with solid snake I mean, 10 years ago, nobody would have even imagined all the multitude of Sonic games that are on Nintendo consoles. I mean, would you have 10 years ago? No. I, no. I mean, I, I mean, I I played all of them. I still have some of them. Do, do you have a Genesis? No, not a Genesis. I have a Game Gear. Oh, wow. I sold the Genesis because the game didn't work anymore. I still have that Game Gear. But you owned a Genesis, yeah. yes? Yeah, yeah, I owned okay. one. I, I saying, played all the games. I mean, I mean it would, it's inconceivable to have... It would have been inconceivable 10, 15 years ago to have the Sonic games that that were being made on a Nintendo system, and it would be really impossible to think that... I mean, that was, that's, that's just... and Sonic no, together. Or to have... Well, let's, let's see. Let's take this a step further. To have Sonic in a sacred Nintendo franchise. Yeah. I mean, Smash Brothers is pretty sacred to a lot of people. I know it is for me anyway. And to have yeah. Sonic in it, I think... Look, I think if that happened during the time of the first Super Smash Brothers, people would have... Nobody would have believed that. I mean, nobody could have convinced me that in Super Smash Brothers 1 that, that there would be Sonic in it. That would be... Yeah. That would not happen. I mean, now tensions have gone down. There's Sonic games for the... For there have been Sonic games on Nintendo consoles. Um, and, now they're releasing, and now they're releasing Mario Sonic. and Sonic at the Olympics. Yeah, they're doing not that. They're doing that. Even though actually that's a Sega development thing, and I, you know, it's probably because they wanted to trade characters or something for once. Okay, but what I'm saying though is that by having Sonic in there, I think it really is a proof of well, look, we can have, look, we we're gonna do a lot of third party work, and they've got Snake in there who's. I mean, what he's been? Has he ever been on a Nintendo system? I mean, isn't he exclusively PlayStation? I think. Or no, no, that was the PSP where his yeah. the card game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no. Metal Gear Acid. Yeah, that was PSP. Yeah. I'm saying I don't think he's ever. I mean, I think Snake was hard, Was the hardest. Was that? And if you think about it, it was almost the hardest to believe. At least Sonic was sort of in a transitional phase. So, Snake went from you know like, you know, right there. Um, but I think that yeah. I think that if they want, I mean, what I'm thinking is I'm thinking that the only reason they would possibly extend this beyond next year is maybe for third parties because i mean a lot of times um i think it's just to get more third-party developers i think that's what they want i think they want more time for third-party developers or maybe they want to see well look how well are our our other franchises like mario galaxy going to do and how much would people you know they want to gauge that before they decide to put in a a feature of that from you know into the game i'm sort of thinking they want to use the holiday season as a gauge for well okay let's see what works on the wii and let's see what people like and what people want to see come back but I'm not, you know, but I'm hoping that they make some good change. Because as I say, I've got very little problems with the game being, being delayed. So long as, it, as it's delayed, um, 
for a good reason. Um, yeah. I, I mentioned last podcast that I was speaking to a, a friend of mine, actually, my, Michael, Michael knows him too. Um, my friend named Andrew and this guy, this guy, I consider to be like a super smash Bros. expert. And actually when it got delayed, he said he called it. I mean, it's true. He actually called it. I said, there's no way Reggie, Reggie would seriously lie. He's like, he's like honest. It's like honest Reggie instead. You know, it's like instead of honest Abe. Yeah. I seriously didn't think Reggie could lie. And yet my, my friend here, who's, as I say, a super smash Bros. expert, he called it. He said, I mean, he just, he just, I think he, he just had a gut feeling or something where he just knew it wasn't mature enough. And so, you know, once again, I'm proven wrong by the master. Um, well, all games get delayed. Well, not all games. Well, come on. <laughs> Most of the good games do. Oh, yeah. And you, you take this very much to heart because you like Spore. Spore, and yes. Actually, since you, since you like Spore, do you, I was, do, do you, um, have you been following Spore recently? Yeah, there hasn't been much updates. Just to get this clear, because I sort of want to get this clear from an expert, because you really are like a Spore expert, pretty much. Um, what what exactly is there a um, what's what's the status on Spore for Nintendo systems? Do you know like what it's coming out on? Well, uh, one of the developers said that it's going to be out on mobile phones, DS, and PC all at the same time. Will Wright said that he wanted to have it on the Wii, or at least that it was an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely going to be on the DS. But the Wii, it's more than likely it's going to be on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. Just wanted to get a little Spore update. Um, yeah. Although, actually, there is a character, you know, Dr. Wright, who's in Super Smash Bros. as an assist trophy. He was actually based off of Will Wright, you know. Yeah, it was in the SimCity DS, wasn't it? Or was it the original SimCity that um, that came from? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't have I'll that. go check right now. <laughs> All right, well, okay, well, while you're checking that... Um, as I say, I, I gotta. I have to wonder if that if I'm if I'm if I'm Reggie. Like, what am I thinking here? Nintendo last um, last week hit it hit an all time high, and as far as the stock goes, I mean, I'm amazed how this how their stock keeps going up. And I'm almost wondering what they're doing. I, I sort of think. I mean, actually, they were down on Friday a little bit, and I think it's. I mean, of course, I'm almost sure it's because of the delay in Super Smash Brothers. I think a lot of people said, "Well, look, I mean." Um, is um, is Nintendo going to be able to counter Halo with Super Smash Brothers? Well, the answer obviously now is well, no. Yeah, um, resounding one. Um, because it's, yeah, it's a resounding no because it isn't coming out at least not now. But Nintendo hit an all time high of um, seventy. Th- no, what is this? This was uh, let's see, they closed that day at seventy four dollars and twenty eight cents. I and look. For what it's worth, look, they'd probably deserve that. I mean, then I'm that was you now that was on the heels of the news of Sonic being in. And of course, I think Wall Street sees that as well. Look, we they're very open to third party developers, as I see it, and I want them to be open to third party developers. And you know what? I, obviously, I don't want to get a little too. I mean, I I think you have to keep some integrity to the game, but I'm but I, as I say, I don't. I think Nintendo. What really killed them. You know, in the GameCube days was, you know, after the N64 days when they were so mean to their developers, it was like, okay, well, look, Sony's going to be nicer to us, so we'll develop for them. And I think what's within the GameCube, Nintendo started becoming nicer developers, and thus, when the Wii came around, they said, okay, well, we kind of like these people. Oh, well, you know what? This is pretty revolutionary. Hey, look, I don't want to spend $100 million developing a game for Blu-ray. Yeah. I'd rather spend the traditional cost and develop for the Wii and rather and just have a different control to have a, to have a more interesting experience. So I think Nintendo t- tends to benefit from ha- from their from being nice to their, to their third parties. And I think, look, and I think Nintendo was lucky in a way because when they, when they got sort of shot down in the GameCube days, because, um, Nintendo, well, I mean, they're lucky because they have so much first party. I think, I don't think that Sony could do that. I don't think Sony could take that kind of loss from third parties, which they seem to be taking or maybe taking soon. Well, I'm, I mean, as far well as far as we're talking about, we're talking about numbers of consoles sold. The PS3 is behind. It's got 17 percent market share. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about how the fact that all the developers are starting to develop for the Wii, and they're leaving the PS3, so there may not be as many console and single console games. Mm-hmm. You're saying so. You're saying that you 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 think the multi, you think that there's gonna be like a, a renaissance of multi-platform games. Either that, or there's going to be a mass, like, run to the Wii to start developing games specifically for that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, look, look on like the really big games, well, on the really big games, but like let's say a small game or a game for the younger people definitely be out for the Wii. Some of the more mature directed games would still be on those systems more than likely. Yeah, I have a question. Do you think that, um, I mean, obviously, um, but anyways, before I get to that, so like the PS3 only has 17% market share, and I actually bet you that about half those people, and I'm, I'm gonna say this is an assumption, I'm not saying this is a fact. In fact, actually, I'll even make it lower than that, just, just to not stick my neck out as much. I'd say a quarter of those people are probably in it for the cheap Blu-ray player, and and what's and I think, but what's funny is that we're talking about okay, well, who's winning in this? According to VG charts, it's we with twelve point two two million, and it's funny how we say this because like that's small potatoes when we talk about the portable market because that's still half of what the PSP is selling, which is the loser right now. And yeah. That's only like a fifth or a fourth of what the DS is doing. But anyways, that just sort of puts it in perspective. And yeah. but what you were saying though um, about. About mature games, I was wondering. Um, obviously, we see a Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles coming to the Wii, and but I mean, do we really? I mean, and Manhunt, of course. I mean, that's that's also coming to the Wii. Have you noticed that there's been a, a bigger trend towards them? A little. I mean, they, do you th- see the mature games coming out on the Wii? I I personally see them, but I also the problem is I see a lot of these mature games coming out on the Wii, but I often see that they are just ports of the yeah. Which is, I mean, a port is better than nothing, but it's a port, and it's like, I mean, for example, Call of Duty Three would be considered, would be considered a uh, mature game. But the thing is, if you think about it, I mean, it's the problem is it's so dark. The Call of Duty Three is so pixelated on the Wii. It's like, okay, well, that's fine. I own, I own a three sixty. I, I, I don't, and yes, I, I am, I'm on the hunt to get one as soon as the Falcon ones come out. But, okay. Many technical difficulties later. All right, so anyways, we were talking about Call of Duty and saying how about how the, a lot of the mature games on the Wii are ported, which is true. And yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, what is, who is, I mean, I, of course we saw a few Disaster Day of Crisis screens. All right, so anyways, sorry about that podcast listeners who had a lot of technical difficulties with skype and we're just trying to work through this anyways so aside is there any mike hey mike are there any updates to super smash brothers that you like this is there, I mean, is there anything you're particularly looking forward to just while we're on the subject well first thing obviously would be all the new characters because you have more variety and possibly new strategies more more than likely new strategies and well that that's probably the most the best part about it the one of the lowest things on my list but it's still good better graphics of course you know i haven't seen a huge graphical improvement i mean obviously i wasn't they 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 demoed it at a conference in san francisco and i mean it looked you know it looked it looked better but to be honest with you it didn't look that much better. Yeah, that that's why it's low on my list. When I say better, I mean melee. I mean better than melee. Yeah, better than melee. Of course, I mean I don't know. Obviously, I'm sure. I'm you. I'm sure when I get it in my hands, I'll say, "Well, wow, this looks good." Like, no way! It looks so much better than melee. I can't believe we didn't have this level of graphics back then. Yeah, well, melee actually looked pretty good for its time. I mean, you know, for the hardware it was running on. Yeah. Okay, so next topic. Um I got Phantom Hourglass. Um Yeah. Yeah, Phantom Hourglass is the brand new Zelda game for the Nintendo DS and it came out here October 1st and I've been playing it a little bit. I I'm, I'm not that far. I I sort of stopped playing. I'll tell you why I stopped playing. I'm going to continue playing. But what, anyways, um, just to give you a little bit of overview about what it is, and this is, I mean, this isn't really spoilers, but what happens is, I mean, it's a little bit, maybe a little bit, but what happens is that Tetra, who's, you know, this is, so this is a continuation of Wind Waker, what happens is that Tetra, the person that was Princess Zelda, is kidnapped by a ghost ship, and you have to go try finding her, and so, you you know, you have all this stuff you need to do, and you try you go to this Temple of the Ocean King, and you meet this guy named Linebeck, who is like that old man on the cover, kind of. 
he's the most annoying character in the world, but aside from that, he's he's okay. Um and so you go around, you collect C charts and um you know, and so you kind of and that's what you do. Eventually, and you have to kind of, it kind of revolves around this hub system. You have to keep coming back to this temple, which is why I actually there's a combination of two reasons why I stopped playing it. Right now, I mean, I, I I've only just beat the uh, the wind temple, and I've got you know my second my second fairy. But the problem is, you have to go back to this this stupid temple, and you have to continue doing everything. You have to do everything over and over again. And what I what I and then you have you have something called the Phantom Hourglass, and the Phantom Hourglass is what allows you to keep your life in the temple. After that, after the sand in the Phantom Hourglass runs out, the Temple of the Ocean King begins to drain your life, and you get about two minutes extra after every boss you do because you collect their sand of time, or was that, was that sand the sand of time from Zelda, or is that from Prince of Persia? Anyway, um, anyway. Do you know? The, the Prince of Persia. Um, yeah. No, I haven't actually played that game. Sorry, Sands of Time is from, yeah, from Prince of Persia. Anyways, the moral of the story is that, yeah, the pro- now the reason I stopped playing was one is because you have to keep going back to this temple and you have to keep. It's almost like you have to continuously do this one level. And and it's no fun. Um. And so, as I say, no fun there. In addition to that, it's, I mean, it's just one thing, it's just not a good level. And secondly, is that I actually have had actually lost my copy of Animal Crossing Wild World for maybe about a year. And I was, I was walking and, I, you know, I obviously, and, I, and, and it's, it's sort of starting to get a little colder here. And so I finally put on a jacket and I was walking and I felt in my jacket pocket, I felt a game <laughs> and it was, the it was Animal Crossing Wild World, and so I was very excited to find that, and I sort of wanted to play that again. And you know what, the Legend of Zelda: Phantom Hourglass is not that encouraging compared to that. I would still give it, I'd give it an eighty-five out of a hundred if I was going to rate rate it right now. I also sort of don't like the idea. I mean, just maybe this is just a personal Zelda fanboy type of thing. But usually they name the games after something that's actually fun to use in the game, like like Wind Waker has you know has that kind of that fun thing. Um, Ocarina of Time is kind of a fun thing to use. Majora's Mask is kind of a fun thing to use. There is nothing cool about the Phantom Hourglass yet. I mean, it's just some, yeah. it's just something it's just something that keeps you not from dying, which is like fine. But I'd rather just not have the Phantom Hourglass and just not die. Yeah. So that's so that's that's my take on Phantom Hourglass. It's, I, th- I think it's a pretty good game though overall, but it's not it's it's not even as good as Wind Waker. So if, if if you were if you didn't like Wind Waker, don't bother with Phantom Hourglass. I also don't like the all stylus controls. I do think that they that they executed them better. I just don't like the I just don't like the ergonomics of playing with all stylus. I sort of feel that well, it I mean it just doesn't feel right. I mean using all stylus. I mean because it's not 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 as much support on the hand I mean, it's not you can't support the system as well when you have one hand on the stylus i will admit though that it does it is very nice for controlling the boomerang although let's admit in real life you could never control a boomerang that well and it's yeah it's nice it's nice for certain things but look i mean for the majority of things i'd rather just be able to use the control pad and what's dumb is it's not i mean and it's almost like with wario master of disguise that where they say some things you can do with the stylus and some of them you can do with the buttons like they enable the b button for this menu but for some reason you can't use it to move where it's like well what's what's the point there why couldn't you just add the functionality or at least have the option to add the functionality to move so i don't i'm actually not a big fan of the all stylus thing i think they're trying to either get the people to migrate to that kind of viewpoint where oh I get to use a stylus for everything or something like that where that was supposed to be a market trick ooh you use the stylus for everything and they didn't want people to switch it back for well actually I, I think I'm sure, I, don't know. I actually think you're right because actually I I read it was reading on Go Nintendo today that they actually had a they actually had there's actually a screen in Zelda where the guy's like oh wow 
did you hear about these guys like where there's two like i guess it's talking to you. it's like oh did you hear that there's like these people that are really stupid and they like to use the control pad instead of a touch screen and they say oh yeah that guy's really dumb and that's funny i think but look i mean it's kind of i, I mean i think that nintendo i don't think nintendo's really purposely trying to do it i sort of think that maybe they wanted to i think maybe you're right i think they sort of wanted to just just to just show that it can be done and you know maybe they're setting an example for the third parties because let's admit most the third parties don't do a very good job of implementing stylus controls. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's really the only one that can do a really good job with the stylus controls. And a lot of people say that's true with the Wii as well. Only Nintendo really executes the touch controls really. I mean, the uh, the, the accelerometer controls really well. And the Wii remote oh. controls really well. Yeah, the accelerometer. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, well, so anyways... Um, so if you know if you didn't like Wind Waker, if you, if you are a Zelda fanatic, obviously you have to have the game. Of course. And if I mean, and look, it's an important. It's it's part of the series. It makes sense. I mean, it's I mean, it's like if you were if you're interested in the whole Zelda timeline thing, there was a really good GameTrailers.com Zelda timeline that I think everyone should see. But I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, I mean, you need the game just because you're a fanatic. But look, I think that it's not as good as wind waker yet the boss battles are not as epic as as something like twilight princess and i don't expect them to be it's a it's a what two inch screen and yeah um ever big and um I, I haven't tried playing on wi-fi i'll probably have tried soon i actually have a i've got a friend that wants to play me over wi-fi so we'll i'll probably get in <laughs> you, you yeah. um i oh, actually it's andrew actually that wants to play me over yeah. wi-fi um and i will do that um and I forget what's his view on the game. I think I mean, he has the same point of view as I do. As far as um, I mean, you guys don't probably don't care because you listeners probably don't care because you don't know him. But he, this is the Super Smash yeah. Brothers expert here, and he, I mean, he says he's also, he's also the guy that got me into Zelda. Um, yeah, he's good at it. Well, I, I think I could take him. I, I beat him to, to the end of Twilight Princess, which which is not which is actually not saying, which actually sort of makes him look bad actually. But anyways, because mostly because. Uh, wait, I'm trying to think. Did I? I'm trying to think. Did I finish Zelda before him? Not the point. The point is. Yeah. yeah. The point is, his viewpoint is that, you know, it, it, it's it, he. Well, he. I mean, he. He's very critical. He thinks, oh, the boomerang thing is really cheesy because you could never throw a boomerang that well. Yeah. I mean, he thinks, oh, well, look. Um, uh, he's got a very purist view of it. I mean, he. Has, he. He basically shuns the Game Boy games like like Oracle of the Ages, Oracle of the Seasons. Um. I like those ones more. Well, I, I like those because those I was. I mean, I beat. I mean, I actually. I mean, I, I'm obviously I liked them. I haven't played them for a while, but I actually beat those. And well, I beat Oracle of the Seasons anyway. And um, look, I, I I think they're. I think it's a good game. I just. I'm saying he's much. He's very much of a purist. Not, but anyways, he's not on the show. So yeah. and we were actually going to have another. We we're actually going to have Jeremy on the show, who you guys may remember. But the thing is. We've already have enough. We have enough technical problems with just one person on Skype. But if we have two, it's like, ugh. Anyways, we're not gonna hear the end of it. No, we're really not. Um, all right. Well, we've got some other stuff to talk about. Um, there was also, but um, we're gonna get um, my um, Michael. I'm gonna have you talk a little bit in momentarily. But before we do that, because I want to have back to back game reviews. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Um, there was a new Wii f software update that enables you to use a Wii or to use a keyboard, a USB keyboard on the Wii. And it's enough. Which I still haven't downloaded. Which I actually, I, you know, I tried to download it and my, you know, wouldn't you know, my internet was being flaky then and it didn't download. Which is most likely the cause of the technical difficulties. Uh, I mean, well, actually, my internet's almost never down. It's just usually one day out of every two years and today happens to be that day. But anyways, yeah, unfortunately. not the point. The point is, um, it allows you to use a, a keyboard so that you can enter in text. Now, I don't really see so much the merits of doing this. Obviously, I think it's a necessary piece of functionality. And I think... The thing is, it's oh, they're trying to market it as the family get-together or something for the whole family, well, like the PS3 was trying to do, but they failed at that miserably. The Wii isn't doing much better, still doing better. But mo one of the main complaints was on the internet you couldn't you couldn't actually click fast enough to get to the website that you wanted to. It took a long time mm -hmm. and everything. So I guess they added this so that well, whichever one first saw, so that you didn't have to 
actually take up the controller and point at the screen, try to find each letter. If you accidentally bump something and you miss the letter, you have to backspace. So instead, you just have to use a keyboard, and the whole family can do it then. Well, look, I, I mean, I, I'm. it's not that I'm not in favor of this keyboard thing. Obviously, I, I, I completely support it. I just think, you know what my point of view is. I mean, for one thing, I think that this is necessary. I mean, look, they have two USB ports on it. I think it's. I mean, it's only a small little update to put a keyboard on there. You know what I. You know yeah. what I really think. This is my. Con- yeah, yeah, you, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I heard it. Okay, so but this just, is my. T- just tell them. Okay, my conspiracy theory is, and I don't think this is such a stretch. I think that this is sort of like um, what Sony does a lot of the times with PSP Homebrew, where they'll say, "Okay, well, look, um, listen, uh, you're a PSP owner. I'm sure you want the access to the." Um, Sony-sponsored web browser. I'm sure you're sick of using Wipeout Pure to use a web browser. So, um, oh, we're just going to give you a web browser. But um, what we're not telling you is that in the background, there's actually a little bit of software that will take away some of your mod chips or maybe uh, put a little bit of extra card protection, maybe making sure you don't copy your games onto that SD card we let you put in there. And or you know or maybe um maybe or maybe instituting some copyright protection for the upcoming all those upcoming WiiWare titles, I think that the that I think that the, I think Nintendo has a little basket, um and and I don't blame them for doing this. It's not a bad thing. Obviously, we're if you don't mod your Wii, it's a it's a win win for you. But what I think they have a little basket of things where it's like okay, well we've got USB support, we got USB keyboard support. Okay, that's good. And we've also yeah. they probably have mouse support. They may even have um, I mean I don't know what they're gonna have. Well, like they did in the past before they did the keyboard and one of the updates, oh, now it glows ever more. So yes. even something as, simple, as low as that, it's even yeah. less than a keyboard. Yeah, or even something and, like, yeah, we let you control the light on your Wii or we let you, um, or we give you extra me skin tones or the Metroid Prime channel. I mean, it sounds like a really good yeah. feature. They want to get a feature or the Everybody Votes channel. It's this feature that, I mean, these are features that can be done in software that, you know, they do what they say, but what they also maybe they also contain a few DRM checkers, you know, just 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 to kind of throw off the modders. And look, if you're not if you don't mod your system, it's like, as I say, it's a win win for you. But I think Nintendo has a little yeah. basket over there in Redmond or over there in Kyoto of things that they want to just put into the into the Wii. And I'm sure they have a lot of them already pre coded. They're just saying, well, look, we need. I mean, this is the delivery method. We now we we need a, we need the drug, which is the mod chip killer. Yeah. And okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's that big of a stretch of a mind. It could, it could happen. So you think my con- you you buy my conspiracy theory? Yeah, I I expect that it probably does happen for the really small things like the changing of the lighting, but on some of the bigger things. They may not. I don't. I don't know. Well, obviously, I don't really care because I don't mod my Wii. Well, okay. Well, I think when it comes to certain things like, um, like, oh, I mean, I think for example, if it was something that you that was like a really big problem, they'd put a really great update. Like they would say something like, I well, and um, they would say something like, oh, okay. Well, look, um, if it's something a minor, minor problem, they'll say, okay, well, you download the Metroid. Prime channel, okay, and then but if it wasn't that great, you know, it wasn't that great. It's just a, it just basically means like you might as well just use the YouTube on your internet browser. Um, yeah, you know, but for a big thing, they'll say, okay, well, look, we are gonna let you, we're we're gonna support 720p. I mean, like, I mean, that's not nothing. That's the case. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Or yeah, okay, we're gonna we're we the Wii is gonna be the only thing to use the Unreal the Unreal Engine from now on. But the only way for this to happen <laughs> is for you to do this. Or we're going to give you a free game, but the only way to do it is if you install this update. So, I mean, they have to make it appealing if there's a really big mod thing. And as we know, Nintendo has this we had this recent big bust of people modding their Wiis. Yeah. But actually, one thing that's kind of neat, and you, you brought this up, you know, I mean, it's on, it was on Dig, was that Logitech is actually making a Wii keyboard. Would you like to tell us about that? Yeah, evidently Logitech has a keyboard that they're making in Japan it has the Windows logo on it, and it also says the Japanese Logitech name, which is Logicool. It's pure white, at least from what I heard. I didn't actually look at the article because I didn't think it was interesting enough. Daniel looked at it, um, but evidently you can order it, and it was, quote-unquote, designed for the Wii. 
probably not because it has windows on it. So <laughs> they'll probably, probably just like remasking it so people will buy it just like they did the SD cards for the Wii. Mm. Although, they yeah. Bump up the cost and you get something that's white. Cool. Yeah, well, I mean, look, that's how marketing is. And I think Log- yeah. Logicool, which is interesting, but um, Logicool, I think, I think if, I mean, you know, I don't know. Anyways. It, I think it's cool enough to, just to buy it. Oh, by the way, just, just speaking of Wii peripherals, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast or not, but Nintendo, I mean, I'm not not sure, I just, but I'll, I'll, I'll remind you anyways because this is kind of important, but Nintendo is now offering these little cushions for your Wii remotes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I already ordered mine. They're still in back order. See, I have because I haven't ordered mine. I learned from the straps. Our arbiter, our you know, our lovely and talented former moderator, you you know, he he posted a guide about how to get the new Wii wrist straps. The problem was I had already ordered four of the old ones. I need to order those. Well, okay, yeah. You see, you're lucky because you held off. I'm holding off on this. I don't throw my Wii remote. I've actually thrown it once, but that's okay. It wasn't at my TV, and I know better now, and I better. Yeah. Also, I did. Someone threw mine once, but thankfully, get as yours, it didn't fall into my TV. Mine, went, mine, mine hit the ceiling. <laughs> mine hit the ground. I think it was. Well, actually, I was actually was, I, was, I was actually doesn't matter. I was actually playing at a friend's house, and I actually, I actually, I mean, it's okay when it's someone else's Wii. I, I actually, yeah. I actually <laughs> threw their Wii. Actually, I didn't really throw it. I, I, I'm just pretty tall. And so I, I, I flung the remote for bowling and I hit the ceiling fan with my hand and it was moving and everything. Um, um, but I hit the ceiling fan that, that kind of hurt me on my hand, <laughs> you know, to hit the ceiling fan with the Wii remote. Yeah. 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 But that was more of injury to me than the Wii remote, I guess. And this, it could have been worse. You could have hit the Wii remote. <laughs> well, anyways, so yeah, that's the Logitech keyboard, and of course, remember the the Wii wrist straps. You can go to Nintendo's website um, to get those. Actually, you know what? Because I'm because we like you so much, um, we'll put it in the show notes. How about that? And of course, that's bundled with the RSS feed, and it's also available at lithcast.com under the podcast. Um, so, Mike, we yes. have something else we need to talk about here. You um, ha- have yeah. have stumbled upon three new DS games. One of which is well, not very. One of them's not yeah, new. Yeah, one of them's not new, so I'm not going. Well, two of them actually. Yes, one of them's not new, so I don't care. Why don't you tell us about the two new ones you got and give us a review if you don't mind? Well, they, like I said, one of them's not new. Custom Robo Arena. It's actually about half a year old so far but i also got my sims because let's face it will write i'm looking for spore so i let's face it he love will write yeah, stuff let's face it you're you're a will write fanatic yeah so i got my sims even though it wasn't made by him it's based off a game um that game it's cute it's it's really cute it's if you don't like cute games, don't get it. That, that's the first thing I have to say. Secondly, if you're not creative, don't get it because it can be really boring. Thirdly, if you don't if you don't really like the Animal Crossing games, don't get it because it's similar. And that's the three things I say about don't getting it. Basically, the game, you're this magical person... I don't know why they do it in the kids' games. You're always magical. You get, you have the ability to put essences, some weird thing they made up, into furniture, which could be anything from a chair, bed, to a stove. So, because this town, you get to name it, is losing people because it's really boring. And there's nothing to do there. So what you have to do is go to the town, you take, you find essences, you build furniture, and you put these essences into the furniture. 
You do that, that's essentially the whole game. You go to people, ask them what they want, and then you do it. There's three ways to get essences. You can socialize with sims, being mean, being happy, making them happy. Um, you can, that's the two ways of socializing. You can mine, dig, whatever you want to call it. They call it prospecting. Why would they use that big of a word? I don't know. And then you have fishing, which you find fish, tires. I don't know why you find tires in a pool, pond. So you do that. It's, it's a pretty good game if you're creative. You like menial tasks, which I oddly like. So I wouldn't recommend getting it, but if you have a tilt towards those type of games, you should get it. It's a pretty good game. Now, Custom Robo Arena, I got it because someone else was always talking about. Nobody that you know, Daniel. Okay. Um, someone kept on talking about, oh, how great Custom Robo is. I should get it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I decided might as well get the DS one. I'm late, but it sounds good, like a good game. So I got it. It's a good game. It, it's better than my Sims. Basically, you're this little mini robot controller. You're, you're a person, obviously, and you can go into this robot and can control it. You have different parts for the robots. You've probably all heard of Custom Robo by now. If you haven't, then you should try it at least. Get, like, Gamefly. So, it's a pretty good game. It gets hard during the middle of the first ending. So far, I've finished two of the endings. I don't know why they have more than one ending. It just serves to confuse you. But that's it for my two games. Well, just just, just so, just before we we, 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 we um, end that, what exactly do you do in Custom Robo Arena? Uh, basically, you're a commander, like I said, of a robot, and it, it's like, okay, I'm going to go off into a weird type thing, Yu-Gi-Oh! or any other TCG, you go to these battles, and then you battle, you get better, better, you're actually probably one of the best rookie battlers ever, because you won the cup, ooh, um, but essentially you go... You battle, and then there's this underground conspiracy group that's trying to overthrow the world and rule it, as it always happens in games. So, basically, you beat them, and then you go and you beat the cup. That's the second ending. The first ending is when you beat the conspiracy group. And the third ending, I haven't gone to yet, and I'm not actually sure it's even an ending. It could go on forever. But what happens is now everybody's not angry, but they have a grudge against you because you won. So you have to go fight them all to show that you're actually as good as you are. Okay. So that's essentially the theme. Good deal. All right. Well, um, uh, so so you've got so as I say, you had two games. You had one about yeah the Sims game, and you also yeah, had a robot game yes yeah custom robo yes michael what do you, do you know do you know what robots like they, well, what world are we talking we're about talking you could talk about asmavian world no, no we're talking go, go into a geek thing wow um yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> see and i was about to seamlessly transition into an advertisement and and you are, I, I overthrow it yeah okay well anyway so let, let, let's transition to this advertising this Okay, so anyways, this podcast, um, and so, like, as I say, we were talking about robots, so I think this is a good time to throw in this. So robots like motor oil, and actually, in new extreme torture tests, Castrol Syntec 5W30 maintained maximum horsepower 29% longer than the, conve- con- than the leading conventional oil. Conventional oil got smoked, frankly, and you really ought to get Castrol Syntec for proven power technology go to cat well why don't you just 
don't don't take my word for it. Go to castrolsyntech.com to see the extreme horsepower torture test. That's www.castrolsyntech.com. We thank them for their support of this podcast and lithcast.com. I'm sure if there's robots, they'd love Castrol oil. Oh, yes. I'm sure... I'm sure all, the only thing that the custom robos are using are is genuine Castrol Syntec oil. Actually, just I mean I don't, I don't want to sound like a like a guy who's just gonna plug them here, but I actually, um, and because I mean they are a sponsor, but they only they only paid for 15 seconds at the beginning and 30 seconds during. So, um, um, I gotta say they actually at the CastrolSyntec.com, they actually had the, I actually watched the torture test. I figured if they're gonna be paying me, I might as well. Um, and it was actually kind of cool because they had this is actually it's actually a really cool test. It's one of those things where it's like if you like if you like shows like MythBusters, you might enjoy this. It's when they have two cars equally kind of done up and they have wheels on them and they suspend them and they have them drive at maximum speed for just hours. And after like seventy nine hours, you see like the engine of one of them just like bursts. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the Castrol one, which it bursts eventually, but it takes twenty nine percent more time, so it takes about you know twenty something more hours. So I just, I just, I mean, I, it's kind of a fun video. I mean, it's a, you know, to watch. They have a video of it. Especially if you like explosions. Although, although I will encourage you if you want to watch the video and if they, to make sure you click the, through the banner on withcast.com, even though it might not be there when you listen to this podcast. All right. Anyway, so enough with Castrol. Uh, but we do thank yeah. them, of course, for their, for their, for their support of this podcast. And they will be supporting us through the end of the year, which we very much appreciate. And we hope to have them back afterwards because... You know, ads make ads make me ads make me feel like I'm actually doing like work here. Anyways, so we got other stuff to talk about. Yes. Um. Or do we? <laughs> okay. No. There was the Chibi Robo that came out. Haven't actually played it. I don't think you have either. Have nope, you? Haven't played Park Patrol. Yeah, Park Patrol. Nope. Haven't played Park Patrol. But um, yeah. Um. Yeah, evidently it's supposed to be an environmentalist, environmental-based game where, well, you're, as everybody who ha- has played Chibi Robo knows, you're a robot, and evidently here you have to go and clean up the forest or the park, whatever you are. And with it, Nintendo also planted 500 trees to go along with the release of the game and to show their concern for environmental issues. Hmm. Okay. I don't know, a random Nintendo plug in the Nintendo podcast. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. All right. Well, okay. The other thing I also want to talk about, um, which in this sort of sort, and this slightly relates to Lithcast, is that I remember last, remember last podcast, I, um, I mentioned, I, I went on kind of a rant saying that, well, I really thought what Nintendo did to the Insider Forums is really deplorable. I mean, the fact that they just sort of killed them. And, you know, I thought, well, it's a, it was the main means of, communication for a lot of people and i thought it was awful for them just to cancel them and i for what i didn't see as any other reason other than money so i do you remember this no i never actually got around to seeing that listening to that podcast but i have heard that that happened specifically from you so i went on kind of a rant um but anyways and and i said to people i said to people i mean i wasn't saying this as advertised as an advertisement i wasn't kidding last week when i said Look, I mean, if any insider people have no have no homes, come to Lithcast, and you can leave when insider comes back if they come back. But actually, I found on the internet, I found a website called insider2.com. Um, and you should still come to Lithcast, though. No, well, look, as I said, I'm not doing this for the plug. Obviously, we want people to join, and I don't think anybody really joined because I asked them to. But look, I mean, obviously, we want people to come to Lithcast.com, but it's like. The thing is, I saw, I found this website, insider2.com, from Dig, actually, and it's a, it's a, their forums are, are very, very good. They have a huge number of people. It's been very successful. I almost didn't believe it when I saw this. And they, I mean, their forums become wildly popular. It's practically like Nintendo's Insider forums, and actually, you want to get there fast because what happens is... What happens is that you can you can go there, and if you had a forum name on the Nintendo Insider message boards, if you find a screen grab of all your posts, and you can go back into a Google cache and do it, or go to archive.org, and you find your your um your 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 
your number of posts. They will actually restore your number of posts. So I was a Koopa, which means I had, I had about 1,300 posts on Insider. Wow. And so they actually restored my rank to Koopa on this forum. And like I said, this is a very popular message board. Right now, it's 10 o'clock Pacific time, which means 1 o'clock Eastern time. And they've got 294 members on right now. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I'm, I'm looking at these names, and these are these are insider names. Um, Bob Cheese. I mean, you know, you you. I mean, let's say you weren't at Insider, but I, I'm just looking at these, and it's like yeah. these. I know so many of these people. These are these are Insider people. I reconnected with my old buddy pal at the Insider forums, Hugh Len Ten. I, I finally connected with him through Insider too. And so if you if you lost any friends, I really this is a really great site. And I mean, they this is this is really good. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, you may not get all of them back, of course. They got it. They you did. Might as well find well. the ones that you can. And they do a great job of monitoring spam. I'm looking around. There's very little spam. It's very and you can share friend codes. In fact, it, it's very well designed. The forms. This is perhaps better than Insider. Maybe if it what maybe maybe in some ways it might be. This is. A great forum. I'm not there a lot just because I've got Litcast. I, I've got other people I care about, and that would that's you Litcast listeners. But this is who go on the forums. I do have, yeah, who go on the forums. But this this is amazing, and they also have a live chat. And ironically, they're also using the same program. They're actually using Flash Chat like we are. Um, but anyways, um, anyways, I just wanted to say that that Insider Two is really a, a very nice, a very nice forum, and a, and a very very good substitute for for insider and i'm 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 so happy this happened i don't know if this is exactly how nintendo pictured i think they sort of thought that people would sort of evenly disperse to parts of the forum like maybe we're, maybe lithcast would get a few members you know maybe go nintendo would get a few members maybe ign would get some members that didn't happen at all someone just comes around and says okay well we're gonna we're gonna fork over the dough and fork over the bandwidth and say okay well we're gonna make an insider clone and it worked to be honest with you it worked but if you miss if you miss anybody from Insider, this is this this is the ultimate nostalgia tool here. Yeah. So, anyways, insider2.com. That'll that of course will be in the show notes. As is most links. As as are most links. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Not specifically. No, not really. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I am in favor of closing this up because, I mean, look, this happened. This just happens, you know, when you have a short podcast like this. I mean, sorry, if we're going to have to do these weekly, the podcast will just probably just become shorter. But Which is better for me because I don't really like listening for an hour to a person, one person talk about something. So the shorter length is probably best for everyone well i think that look i mean i don't know it maybe not for you but well i mean it doesn't matter you, you, who cares about you? No point. you don't have, well for, at least for you it doesn't matter either because you, you're not going to listen to this you were on the podcast well i'm not going to listen to this one but the next one jeremy's on or whenever he's on then i'm going to listen to that one and it's going to be shorter yeah probably so so anyways I guess, I guess listeners listeners should expect a new one new one of these next week i guess because that's that's how we're doing it now castrol's paying and you can thank you can thank castrol for having these weekly of course we'll see how well i can do to keep this up well, i was going to record this tomorrow but look we just said heck let's record it today because today's a little bit better of a day even though the internet's a little flaky anyways with cast listeners this is um it's been a lot of fun talking with all of you and it's going to be an interesting time to see um it's it's going to be an interesting uh time to see how we to see how we fare with all these uh weekly episodes i think we'll be okay um i'll make sure yeah. i'll make sure i get the show notes up there and uh, well by the time you're hearing this they're there they are there um download this podcast often if you're in the united states because our uh, your downloads count towards uh towards some money for us um probably more importantly than the clicks the clicks just keeps them around um and if you guys 
would like to send in a comment about the show, we would greatly appreciate it. You can send it to nintendopod at gmail.com or nintendocast at gmail.com. And uh, we'd like to know how you like the podcast, how Michael did. He wants, He's eager to know. And so, um, you know, let, let us know. Join the message boards at lithcast.com slash forums. Join our dig army at lithcast.com slash dig. And why not join the chat room at lithcast.com slash chat room. Um, also, uh, join our folding team. Um, our folding team is a thing where you can, it's a distributed computing project done with Stanford. Uh, you go to folding.stanford.edu, download the GUI text or screensaver client for the, for Mac, Windows, Linux, and I was corrected for say, not saying this, and for PS3. And um, and uh, donate your work units in the name of Nintendo Pod, the Nintendo Podcast. Uh, the team number is four five five zero one. We've been doing great. Uh, Riss, I'm part of it. You are part of it. I am part of it. Riss Xanthus is a, is is poning everyone, frankly, and um, our Australian probably supercomputer guy uh, is is destroying everybody and. Anyways, it's it's a good thing to do anyways, and if while you know while you're doing it, you don't let them, don't let those units go undonated. You might as well donate them in the name of Lithcast if you have no other, if they're not already spoken for. And so, why not donate those? Anyways, Lithcast listeners, this is Daniel Friedlander, and this is Michael Tyler, and we're signing off for Lithcast 34, and we hope to see you at the next Lithcast. <laughs>